0: Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. I wonder when you hear the word blessed or blessed, what comes to mind? Not the bless you after you sneeze or that bless your little heart backhanded insult. I'm talking about the divine word that means highly favored, very welcome. Oh, how happy. That's what blessed means. The meaning of a word sometimes gets a butte skewed, doesn't it? Don't you know that lots of words that young people bring home seem to change? For example, I've just learned, dad, that is sick, really means, dad, that is cool, which really means, dad, that is great. <laughs> this happens all the time. Same word, several meanings, all depending on the crowd, all depending on the circumstances and the conditions. So today in our gospel, we get to see Jesus take on this theme. He's going to make sure we understand the meaning of the word blessed. Now earlier than we get to hear in today's reading, Jesus chose those who would be his 12 apostles. He was up on the mountain. He spent a whole night in prayer to choose them. I think it is so interesting to think of God, talking to God, to pick 12 people to help God. I mean, being God, Jesus could have used his infinite knowledge, but he didn't. He did the work of prayer as a human being. So let's pay attention to that, shall we? To what Jesus did before he made a big decision. He put himself in prayer all night long. And that, by the way, is something I've never successfully done without falling asleep. Because of that time, though, Jesus came up with the 12 people who would effectively carry the gospel forward to all the world. Now tell me that prayer is not powerful. So Jesus has come down from that mountain, his 12 are with him, and there are so many people there trying to touch Jesus. They want to be blessed by him. Hear this verse again, and all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them for power came out of him do you remember that this has happened before that woman with a bleeding disorder who touched the very tip the very hem of jesus robe and it says quote at once jesus realized that power had gone out from him jesus had the power of god in him and it cost him something at least in the sense that he could he could feel it happening power going out of him to heal people I don't think that the power that left Jesus to do the healing work depleted him. It certainly isn't mentioned in scripture that way, but it is important enough that it ended up being written about. So there we are with this great crowd, all of them trying to touch Jesus all at once. Lots of people from lots of places. Luke clearly states specific geographic regions that are represented. Judea, Jerusalem, Tyre, Sidon. That's Luke's reminder that wherever Jesus is prepared to preach, it's for everyone, all people, the Jews, the Gentiles, you, me. This congregation includes those who have illness, those who have trouble, poverty, hunger, all kinds of special concerns. And again, boy, are they looking for one thing from Jesus to be blessed. So now that Jesus has prayed and picked his disciples, we're going to hear him preach. The crowd wants a blessing, so he's going to give them one. The next 30 verses together here in Luke are known as the Sermon on the Plain. Today, though, we only get the first nine verses, the section known as the Beatitudes. Now, to many of you, I bet those words sounded familiar. So much so you might have thought, wait a minute. Isn't that the Sermon on the Mount? Don't we already know this? To which the answer is, no. This sermon actually takes place at a totally different location, the opposite side of the Sea of Galilee, with a totally different congregation. Why then, do you ask, does this sermon sound so much like the other sermon? Well, last Sunday morning I preached here at the 8 a.m. service. Later in the morning, I drove up to St. Mary's Burgaw for their 11 a.m. service. Different location, different congregation, same sermon. (laughs) It's safe to assume that Jesus had important things to say, and that he might have said them more than once. The word blessed is translated as, oh, how fortunate, oh, how happy. So here's what we have this morning. Oh, how fortunate are you who are poor. Oh, how highly favored are you who are hungry. Oh, how happy are you who weep. You get the idea. Now, you may be thinking, well, Jesus, what happened to those words from just a few weeks ago when you promised that with you the poor would receive good news, the captives would be released, the blind would see. We want that Jesus, please. Well, I've got good news. It is actually the same Jesus. Different crowd than earlier, but I'm telling you, it's the same message. There is one detail, though, that I want to point out. It's kind of easy to miss, so let's listen to a part of our gospel again. Right before Jesus starts to preach, the scripture says this, quote, then he looked up at his disciples. Who do you think Jesus was preaching to? The crowd? Do you think they needed to hear that they were blessed because they were poor or hungry or sad? Maybe but I think maybe not. I think that the 12 disciples needed to hear that day what Jesus had to say. As a matter of fact, I think we today as disciples of Christ need to hear it as well. I think Jesus was saying that day, hey, you knuckleheads, take note. All these people, all of these people gathered around right here, they are the blessed of God. Here is where we place our attention. Here is where we place our concern because these are the people who have my Father's attention, my Father's concern. Yes, my Father in heaven sees them. I see them even if no one else does. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine having God's attention? I would suggest that would be a feeling of being highly favored, welcomed, even so happy. To know that no matter where you go, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, you have the concern of the maker of our universe, that you are valuable, that you are unique and important simply because Jesus has made you so. Seems to me like the separation between the disciples and the crowd that day kind of disappeared because without Jesus, all of them, well, all of us are poor. And hungry and lost. And then, just to be clear, Jesus reminds them and us that anytime we allow our wealth or our possessions or any other worldly comfort to distance us from Him or the needs of His people, well, woe to us. Woe to us. My friends, we have God's attention, we have God's concern, and importantly, as His disciples, the world needs our attention. The world needs our concern. So then, may the message of God's blessings, of God's attention, be brought by us to every single person we encounter. Highly favored. Very welcome. Oh, how happy. Amen.